1: A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. Welcome to Hawk Talk Recap Edition. The Seahawks are unable to get it done on Monday night football against the Washington football team. They fall 17-15 to 15 but had a chance to win this ball game. Let's bring in Nassar Chobie and figure out what happened.
0: What had happened was on Hawk Talk. Michael Bumpus, this is uncharted uh, territory for the Seattle Seahawks. It has been a long season so far. The Seahawks fall to 3-8 on the season, have lost the most games since 2011, and have lost six of their last seven. Tough game last night, heartbreaking fashion, losing the Washington football team 17-15. to 15. And the thing that jumps out about this year, Bump, uh, you know, lots of bounces have not gone the Seahawks' way. But despite that 3-8 and eight record, the Seahawks have been within a touchdown in the fourth quarter of all eight games this season, which is wild to me. You know, you look at a lot of the box scores and how it feels, like 3-8 and eight obviously feels bad, but the Seahawks have been in every single game, and it's, it's tough, and I know it's tough for everyone in that locker room and coaching staff. And a familiar trend started on and continued on uh, Monday night. Excuse me. The Seahawks struggled mightily to sustain drives and uh, stay on the field offensively. Time of possession just jumps, smacks you in the face. Washington football team, 41 minutes, 40 seconds. The Seattle Seahawks, 18 minutes and 20 seconds. The Seahawks scored on two of their 11 drives, had just 10 first downs all night. The Washington football team had 28. The Hawks continue to have issues on third down, going four of 13. Washington football team ran 79 plays. The Seahawks ran just 49, and 10 of those came on the final drive. Rushing yards were not great. Seahawks ran for 34. Washington football team ran for 152. And only two of the Seahawks' drives bump were more than six plays. It's really hard to win football games that way, and it's crazy to think that they were still an amazing opportunity and a chance to win this game. But when time of investment continues to be this lopsided, it's going to be really hard for any offense to score points, stay on the field, or really be competitive and try to win these ballgames.
1: Yeah, it's tough. That means you're not moving the football. That means you're not making explosive plays, and we're not seeing that. They have three, six, three and and five consecutive three-and-outs in the second half. Here's the drive chart. Punt, touchdown, punt, fumble. About five or six, seven punts in a row. And then at the end of the game, the defense holds on the goal line and keeps them in the game, and they go down and score a touchdown on defense. The Seahawks put up another solid performance. The Washington football team ended up with 371 yards of total offense, but the defense is what kept the Seahawks in the game. The thing that hurts this defense, allowing long drives. 15 plays, 68 yards, field goal. 10 plays, 45 yards, interception, Jamal Adams, big ups. 11 plays, 73 yards for a touchdown, then 16 plays, 89 yards. Then you're out on downs. This defense is working hard. They're out there for a long time. There are some things that they can do better. They can get off the field on third down. They can not allow these teams to have these super long drives. But at the end of the day, they gave these guys a chance. They gave Russell Wilson the football with some time on the clock to win the game.
0: Absolutely. You look at what the defense has done. Yes, they've given up some yards in some of these games. But you look at what they've done defensively, it's been remarkable. The, ga- the season started poorly just like 2020 did. But if you look, since the Seahawks lost to the Rams back on Thursday Night Football in October, they've given up 23 points to Steelers. 13 points to the Saints, 7 points to the Jaguars, 17 points to the Packers, 23 points to the Cardinals, and 17 points to the Washington football team. So they're doing enough. Yes, they're bending. They're not breaking. They're keeping the Seahawks in in these games. The one thing, if you're going to knock them, was tough is they've started games off with long drives and started second halves off with long drives. Those are the two times where they should, not you know, hypothetically be fresh to start a game. You want to get off the field early. And then in the second half you get killed with another really long drive. So the Seahawks, you know, it it's promising to me how hard these guys play. That's the one thing, the big takeaway for me defensively, is you can say what you want about their record, but these guys never quit. For them to have the resolve and the wherewithal to be in that game still, competing to make a stop at the end of the game, offense getting the ball and going, it's its really good to see. And, and as you mentioned, defense made enough plays to win this game. The biggest point of the game bump was in that second half, the Seahawks were punting the ball drive after drive after drive, but the Seahawks defense stepped up big and forced three consecutive three and outs for Washington. And despite all of that, the Seahawks still had a chance to win the fourth quarter, win the game in the fourth quarter, which is truly remarkable.
1: Russell gets the football, so the defense stands tall on the goal line on our own three yard line. Fourth down. Washington football team lost their kicker early in the game, or else they would just put that ball on the foot. Then they go up. The game's probably out of reach because they don't have their kicker. They have to go forward on fourth down. And the defense stands tall. Jabal makes a play on the goal line for the second week in a row. He's been on that goal line trying to make plays. Bam. It was initially called a touchdown, but the referees actually got it right. They yes. went back, they looked yes. at the film. The ball was moving. You were convincing me. I'm like, I don't know, Nass. I don't know. But we saw an angle that made sense and the refs got it right. Kudos to the referees. So, what happens? Russell Wilson gets the ball and we're excited. A little over two minutes left in the game. And what does he do? He connects with DJ Dallas. DK finally gets involved. Then there's a pass interference on Tyler Lockett before he finally connects with Freddie Swain for a 32 yard touchdown with 15 seconds remaining. That made the score 17 to 15. Now they got to line up for a two point conversion. And you can tell a lot about a team and offensive coordinator. Just on their two-point conversion calls, like this is what they hang their hat on. This is what they believe what's going to happen, and I agreed with the play call. I wasn't mad with the play call. There's a lot of crossing routes. You're trying to get this defense to communicate with each other. Russell throws the ball to Freddie Swain, probably a bit late in the middle, but Freddie still got his hands on him. Washington football team just made a great play. Could have went to DK in the corner, but end of the day, they had a chance to win this game, and they didn't convert. But then asked, they still had another chance to win this ballgame.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, we were going nuts in the studio when he found uh, Freddie Swain for that touchdown. Line up for the two point conversion, like you mentioned, might have been a little late to Freddie Swain, who was initially open. Okay, the play doesn't work. Now you're everyone's thinking the game's over. It's just been this roller coaster of emotion in the second half. Then the Seahawks line up for the onside kick, which, you know, You don't see go the offense's way a ton in the NFL. That's more high school and college. Uh, Hand seams, guys are coached well uh, on the hand seam and things like that. But guess what? Boom, the ball, a perfect kick by Jason Myers. Gets this weird in-between hop. The guy from the Washington football team on hand seam gets this weird, like a short stop, and the ball hits the lip of the grass. Ball goes behind him. Gavin Heslop, who was elevated that day, gets the huge recovery. The Seahawks sideline is going crazy. Now we're thinking my mindset switches over. Okay, there's 15 seconds left. How long can Jason Myers kick this field goal? Because the Seahawks are down two points. That field goal is going to win the game. Maybe they get one play, you know, throw a five-yard out or something. Who knows? But then we see the flag again. We oh. see that yellow laundry, and we're wondering, no, they were not. They weren't offsides. We're looking through it. There's blah blah blah. Nope, it's an illegal formation. Unfortunately, the way the Seahawks were lined up, you can't have anyone inside the hash with the kicker there. The rules changed a couple years ago. To really change the big collisions on kickoff as well as on onside kicks, and it's really frustrating and it's really disappointing. Uh, Obviously, the Seahawks didn't lose the game because of that. It's just it's it sucks because the penalty was on Nick Bellore and he is your special teams captain. He's going to the Pro Bowl. He is a jack of all trades: fullback, linebacker, funny dude, one of the glue guys in the locker room. So I felt horrible for him. I know they've probably lined up a million times. It just it just sucks that it came down to that. But it's been, I mean, if we're real, it's been a microcosm of this season. The Seahawks have been so close on so many occasions. But one thing doesn't bounce their way. I mean, we were talking about this last night. Alton Robinson makes a great rush off the edge. You're thinking it's going to be a sack fumble, maybe a scoop and score. Alton Robinson gets his hand on Heineke, gets his hand on the football. Somehow the football comes out going sideways, and it's still really? a completion. They muff a punt off the dude's shoulder pads. A lot of times the ball bounces crazy, bounces off another dude. Nope, it falls right in front of him and he falls on it. And it's just plays like that over and over again. It's just, it's, it's brutal because, like I said earlier, these two guys fight incredibly hard. Never any quitting them. It's just, it's just, ah, man, it's just hard to watch to so be, be in this situation. Seahawks losing six of seven. It's something after the Colts game and halfway through the Titans game, and even after the 49ers game early in the season. This is a place that we never ever imagined the season could be, but bump. At the end of the day, it is what it is. The Seahawks are three and eight, and that's where they are.
1: You're going to need some of those plays to bounce your way to sneak out a couple of games, even some games you're not supposed to win. Honestly, they probably were not supposed to win that Washington football game last night on Monday Night Football. But you have the football to tie the ball game up with two minutes left. You think you recovered on side kick? You mentioned on Robinson getting his hands on the football, a muff punt. I mean. One or two of those things have to go your way for them to win. It just didn't go their way. With all that being said, there were still some playmakers out there. Touchdown, Seahawks! Seahawks.
0: Playmakers. what time it is! Holy captain! Russell Wilson making his appearance in Playmakers again, a spot where he rightfully belongs and usually is every single game this year. Russell Wilson... When you look at the game bump, it wasn't the Russell Wilson game we've become accustomed to where he's lighting it up, up and down the field with his legs, with his arms, coming back in the fourth quarter. But when you look at the numbers, he still had a pretty solid game numbers-wise. He's 20-31, 247 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And as we mentioned in the last segment, led the Seahawks on a 10-play, 96-yard drive late in the fourth quarter to give the Seahawks a chance in the game late. And there's something about Russ, you know. Obviously, the Seahawks have not been playing well the last couple weeks offensively. But there was still a glimmer of hope. Anytime three has the ball, there's still that glimmer of magic. And even though he took a sack on the last drive, he still figured it out, still made plays. In my head, I'm thinking, uh, I think it was after the DK completion or it was one after that. I'm thinking, clock the ball, clock the ball, clock the ball. What are they doing? Time's running out, time's running out. What happens? Russell steps up, finds Freddie Swain. Bam. So, Russell Wilson He's still not quite back to what we've seen early in the season and what he's been for his entire Hall of Fame career. I think it was promising that we've, we've seen glimpses, like the throw he had to um, Gerald Everett, the first touchdown. That was a dime. He put it in the only place possible that that could have been a touchdown, threaded the needle perfectly. So, yes, he's missing some throws here and there, but we've seen it. The pieces are there. He just needs to put it all together.
1: He might be slowly easing his way back to what we used to see. But in this league, you know, you have to be consistent on every single down, but every week he's gotten better since the injury. So let's see what happens there. Another playmaker, Tyler Lockett, three receptions for 96 yards, had a 55-yard reception that set up the Seahawks' first touchdown. All he does is catch deep crosses. Yep. I mean, I, I don't know how he gets open. I don't know how he catches the ball with the contact that he has. He's a smaller dude, but Tyler Lockett is just steady, steady, He's quiet about what he does. He shows up to work. And you can count on him making one or two plays a
0: game. Tyler Lockett, man, without him in this game, these guys aren't in it. Yeah, things haven't been great offensively. Without Tyler Lockett, I have no idea where this team is. Tyler Lockett is one of those glue guys. And like you said, it almost doesn't make sense because defenses know that's what he's going to (laughs) run. Everybody in in the building knows it, but he still finds a way to get open. So love you, 16. Keep making plays. Another playmaker, Gerald Everett, five receptions, 37 yards, one touchdown. And, Bump, I, I've seen enough the last three weeks. Get this man the football. Gerald Everett Please. is dynamic. He's a playmaker. The first guy never tackles him, almost never. And Gerald Everett, when he gets the football in his hands, he, he's a running back. He he runs hard. And I just love to see it. And that's, that's kind of what we thought we'd see from Gerald coming from the Rams office under Sean McVay as well as Shane Waldron over in L.A. So love to see it from Gerald Everett. We just need to keep getting that man the football because he's making plays.
1: He's got some stickies, man. He makes some tough catches. That touchdown was on point, like you mentioned. Russ thread the needle. And he still had to make that play. Big up, Gerald Everett. Another playmaker, Bobby Wagner. 14 tackles, one pass defended. There was this play he made. He's on uh, the line to gain. Running back is running at him. He slips, falls, gets back up, squares his dues up, drives him to the the ground. Just a signature Bobby Wagner play. This guy has played every single snap on defense this year every single snap it's not like he's a young pup year 10 for this for this guy and he's still out there man without bobby i mean this this team probably isn't even close late in the game you need your general out there on defense and that's what 54 does for this team
0: every week yeah that play was a big hit on gibson and that's a form tackle that's how you draw it up even in this today's nfl that's a clean hit physical shoulder him up drove him to the ground and a guy that he's he's uh you know providing tons of leadership to is jordan brooks Jordan Brooks, again, is all over the stat sheet. 14 tackles. And same with him. He was just physical. There was something different that I liked seeing a little bit from the Seahawks' defense. It felt like guys were hitting. You know, it felt like it was a bigger game down the sideline, but Jordan Brooks puts a shoulder pad in somebody, boom. When Jordan Brooks decides to put his shoulder pads into you, you go down. As Dave Wyman always says, when he hits you, you stay hit. (laughs) So, (laughs) love to see Jordan Brooks balling out there. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, we knew Bobby Wagner can't play forever, right? Jordan Brooks has shown us that when Bobby when it's, when Bobby eventually hangs it up, that could be four years from now, it could be who knows, because Bobby's in amazing shape, he's an amazing leader, the Seahawks really need him right now, but Jordan Brooks has shown that he's going to be a playmaker for years to come and that when that time comes, he'll be ready to take that torch.
1: I think we can officially say the Hawks hit on an early draft pick with Jordan Brooks. Absolutely. That's kind of been the, the knock with these guys. They don't draft well, not to the untrained eye, but you look at Jordan Brooks, That's a hit. Big up Jordan Brooks. Jamal Adams, nine tackles, one interception, two passes defended. We're not talking about sacks. We're talking about tackles, interceptions, and passes defended with Jamal Adams. That is great to see. He's just been around the football. The footballs in the area was tipped up by Bobby Wagner and Diggs at the same time. They collided on a a player. It pops up in the air. He's just where he needs to be. And I think that as a safety, as anyone in pass coverage, if you're just where you're supposed to be, footballs are going to go your way. You're going to be able to make plays. Two interceptions this year. Happy for Jamal.
0: Absolutely. Two interceptions in three games. People can put away those stupid memes comparing him to Vince Wilfork <laughs> about career interception. Okay, that's done. Retire it. Jamal Adams, keep balling out. Love to see it. Love the energy he plays with. Love how he steps up to the podium after every single loss and just owns it and wears it. He's a true professional. Great ball player. Love Jamal Adams. Another playmaker, Rasheem Green. Rasheem! Two tackles, blocked PAT, oh. scooped that thing, ran it back like eighty some yards. He was active, pressuring the quarterback, and, and just in the game plan. So love to see it from Machine, and that just lets y'all know that was some athleticism, bro. He not only blocks the PAT, so he's a great rush inside rush. Boom, gets skinny going through the shoulders, gets full extension, blocks the P, blocks the ball, bounces back to him. And then he shows you the Jets man. He was he got up to I think NFL Next Gen stats said he got up to. Uh 18.5 miles an hour, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Love to see a Rasheem. That ain't
1: slow. Nah. And that's, and that's a that's a big man movement, man. I love seeing Rasheem Green make plays. One of my favorite dudes on the team, honestly. Yeah. All right, let's get into this wide receiver roundup. A lot of pass catchers last night. Tyler Lockett had three for 96. Gerald Everett had five for 37 and a touchdown. Freddie Swain had one big catch for 32 yards and a touchdown. DJ, five for 27, like seeing him get involved. Uncle Will Disley had two for 19. Alex Collins, one for 13. DK, one for 13. I think we need to see a little bit more number 14 get involved. And then we saw D. Eskridge get two for 10. Those were the wide receivers. Let's get to the coach's corner
0: yeah bump we've been talking about it all day <clears throat> all day throughout this podcast russell wilson connecting with freddie swain for a 32 yard touchdown with 15 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter to bring the seahawks within two
1: three receivers right side 22 russ looks pump fake now he's gonna let it fly he's got a man swain touchdown seahawks right And you can hear the Seahawks fans in the stands. Russell Wilson throws a dart, swaying right down the middle. What a 33rd birthday for Russell Wilson. A 32-yard touchdown strike. And now the Seahawks have to convert two to tie it up. Nothing, nothing is out of reach for number three. Now, this is when we were all yelling, clock, 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 stop the clock. So Shane Waldron and Russell saw something that we didn't see. They saw a two-high defense, and all they did was run straight verts. You got four receivers running verts. DK's isolated to the left side. Then you got Freddie working the middle of the field. If you are going to hit a two-high defense, it's right in the middle of the field. They did a great job holding the safeties with verts on the outside by, I believe that's Tyler Lockett and Gerald Everett. Russell steps up in the pocket keeps his eyes down the field and makes probably the biggest throw of the season for him and with freddie sway man all i'm thinking is please catch it please catch it i mean you're by yourself you know you got a whole bunch of space we heard freddie talk about it after the game and he described it perfectly he goes look man i saw the two high defense i knew if i just split the safeties i'd be good russell would find me that's exactly what happened
0: yeah love the execution about it and like you said they're in a two high look so you got gk Metcalf on the bottom of your screen and, of course, if I'm the free safety on that side of the field, yeah, he's going to have my intention if he's streaking down the field. Then on the flip side, you have Tyler Lockett, who's the outside receiver on the other side. Same thing. And they put the other safety in a big bind, obviously. You're in cover two, and they're running four verts, but you've got three receivers to your side. So you're, you're, you're trying to vertical veer three and number two. And that safety is depending on the whoever's playing Mike or who's playing inside coverage, to carry number three. Yeah. In a cover two, whether it's like the old Tampa two, the linebacker, whoever you have in there, you have to cover. You have to carry number three if he goes vert because the safety has too much on his plate. There's no way he can cover that kind of ground. Russell makes a great play stepping up, and it, it's a great pitch and catching, and you love to see it. I love to, I want to see more beaters, Bump. You're an offensive coordinator. I want to see more concepts, whether it's when teams decide to play cover two, what are we going to do, you know, if we're going to hit that nice – uh, in between zone between the corner and the free safety if we're going to hit the middle of the field, if they're in quarters, if they're in thirds, I just want to see more beaters. And I want to see, you know, just Russell getting up to the line and just that continuity between everybody and the wide receiver, saying like, Hey, this is what they're in. We know what we're going to do. And then go out and execute.
1: I think the more reps they get together and the more they understand what they're looking at. You got to have all those guys on the same page, including Shane Walsh offensive coordinator. Um It, it comes with time and plays like this. Give you hope. But we're not talking about a win, uh, Nas. We're talking about a L. The clock ran out on us. A knee taken by Hundley. They're just going to let the clock wind down. Pete's not even going to bother taking that last time out.
0: Getting about sick of this segment, Bump. <laughs> We've been in a little <laughs> bit too you. much time this year, about double what we were last year. But, you know, it is what it is for the sixth time in seven weeks. The Seahawks come up short, falling to three and eight on the season. And this came down to the Seahawks' inability to stay on the field. Time of possession is what really did the Seahawks in the Washington football team. 41 minutes, 40 seconds. Seahawks, 18 minutes and 20 seconds. Washington football team ran 79 plays, and the Seahawks ran just 49, 10 coming on the final drive. And it's, it's hard to win that way. When you can't stay on the field, it's hard to score points. Lobsided man.
1: Also, third downs were once again an issue. The Seahawks went 4 for 12 on third downs the seahawks played well overall on defense but their inability to get off the field on several long drives were just too much to overcome but like the seahawks do they battled to the very end and had a chance to win the game with 15 seconds remaining
0: always in it man always in it you never there's never any quit in this team so people can say whatever they want they can of course people are going to talk it's not a great season so everyone's going to question the scheme or this and that whatever what what I do know is Pete Carroll is a tremendous leader among men, and every single person who put on a Seahawks uniform was fighting till the very end. And you can see it with how hard this defense was playing, how locked in the offense was playing, to be in that situation after doing nothing on six straight drives, to be in a situation knowing you gotta go ninety seven yards and to then come up and do that. Love to see it. So big ups to how this team fights and bump. They return home this Sunday for another tough divisional matchup against the 49ers, who are on a three-game win streak, so it's not going to get any easier for the Seahawks.
1: Not going to get easier, but they beat these dudes already. So they got some kind of mental edge on them. All right, guys, all about going 1-0. That was Hawk Talk Recap Edition. The Seahawks fall to the Washington football team 17-15. Still fighting, still looking to bounce back. I'm Michael Bumpus. He's Nassichobi. Thanks for hanging out with us.